Good evening. Welcome to Conversations with Crystal. I'm your hostess, Crystal, and this evening we are joined by Leslie Mengare from the Boys in Town, Rock Divas and Divinal Show. Hi, Leslie. How are you today? Good, thanks, Crystal. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. It truly is. Um, I've known you for a little while now, Leslie, and I'm always amazed at uh, the show that you put on. Well, thank you for that, Crystal. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of effort, but I, I certainly have some really good musicians in the band that support me doing that. But it's really about trying to um, make people feel happy, give them something a little bit different. I know we're doing, doing covers like you know, lots of bands, but just trying to make it a, a little bit different by delivering those three different um, sets within the show. Yeah, and what I like that you do is that you change outfits. Yes, that's um, quite time-consuming in the breaks. I have about 15 to 20 minutes to uh, change uh, shoes and stockings and uh, outfits and um and the wig that I wear for Chrissy. So, you know, you got to fix your hair up um, after that as well. So, but it's yeah. good. Sometimes people think they're looking at um, three different girls. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, if I hadn't have known you, I would have thought that too. Yeah. And I, I feel like you bring a different personality each time as well. Well, I try to. I try to make it happy for everyone. And um, of course, that's my happy place as well and, uh, you know, I've always been that way inclined, um, wanting to perform and um, get out there and yeah. enjoy enjoy everything, you know, that I'm, that I'm doing. It's like time stands still. That's the good thing about music. Yeah. So why uh, Chrissy Amphlett and why Boys in Town and why, why that partic- particular niche? Well, Boys in Town is the name of a divinal song. Mm-hmm. So we actually originally started with, um, we were called the Ultimate Divinal Show, and we started with two sets of divinals. Mm-hmm. Um, again, two different Chrissy outfits I was doing, and then we just do some covers to finish off. But what we found was people didn't really know all the divinal songs. No, yep. So I realized this and um it it made it a little bit hard to get bookings so i changed the concept and thought okay let's do um i felt rock divas was the best way to describe you know some of your greatest rock chicks yes and everybody knows you know songs like devil gate drive and um my dog is squeaking a toy, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> She's a sweet little thing. Um, you should have to pick the squeaky toy at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, everybody knows those sorts of songs, Pink and um, Kim Wilde and Tina Turner, Blondie. So it's really great fun to uh, be able to do and, and trying to do, not to always do what everybody else does, trying to pick those, like with Pat Benatar, not instead of doing Hit Me With Your Best Shot, we're doing Heartbreaker. Which Lovely. Is, which is still a well-known song, mm-hmm. but it's not one that's played all the time, like Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Not that there's anything wrong with Hit Me With Your Best Shot, but it's just great to be able to hear something a bit different. 
You know what? And that's right. And and uh, that's what I've found as well is uh, a lot of people will do a lot of the same songs. So there's not a lot of difference between bands. Yes. Not, not all the time. Not as a general generality. Understand. So when you come along to a different to a show and there's something different, you're like, oh yeah, haven't heard that song for the longest time. How great is this? Yeah. As you know, I had a really great compliment from someone that saw us for the first time and said, "Wow, um, that was fantastic." And I can't believe all those songs that you did are songs that you don't hear too often. Of course, you know, um, we try to mix up the, the the cover set, the pub rock set a bit, but again, still trying to do songs like, you know, I put in guitar bands, Stevie Wright and um, Skyhook's horror yep. movie, mm-hmm. um, but trying to do a lot of those songs that you don't hear. I have recently put in April Sun in Cuba, Mm-hmm. and uh, Bow River, but, you know, that's public opinion and people people ask for those songs. So, they do, they do, yes. You know, uh, so I, we found that as well. Oh, can you do April Sun? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Sets on Fire, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, Nutbush gets thrown around a little bit. You know, sometimes it's in, sometimes it's out. But, yep. you know, like songs like Eye of the Tiger or... We were doing um, Motley Crue, Kickstart My Heart for a little while. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we do Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, or You Give Love a Bad Name, Wolf Mother. I, I seem to know that you like Bon Jovi quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sad when you've got a life-size cut out of the man in your music room. Oh, well, you know what? For your promotional picture, I want a picture of you standing next to him. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we have been in Zoom meetings and he's been dressed up for Christmas. As <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. But it is great. So when I'm, you know, in my music room, um, you know, playing my keyboard or whatever, or practising songs and things like that, he's there, I'm talking to him. What do you oh, think nice. of that one, John? <laughs> and the good thing is he's not going to answer back. <laughs> Absolutely. He loves everything I do. And what, that's it. How good is that? Yeah, how about we do a song together now? <laughs> <laughs> now, Leslie, how did this all start? How did the concept for this band all start? Like- okay, so Chrissy Amphlett's been someone who I've absolutely admired since she was first heard of and in actual fact when I was uh, an apprentice hairdresser in the city um, <clears throat> my boss was friends with Chrissy Amphlett but this Ooh. was before the Divinals were they were still doing their like she, she used to play their demo tapes in the salon and I'd say oh who's this and she'd say oh this is my friend um, Chrissy and I'd go oh okay she goes yeah they're an up and coming band they're you know, trying to get a record deal and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I never got to meet Chrissy, but Mark McIntyre used to come in all the time to get his hair cut. My boss, Sharon, would cut his hair. So that nice. was quite interesting. You know, here I was, this young girl, um, you know, giving a shampoo <laughs> to this <laughs> rock, rock guy with his yeah. long hair and it was a side basin and, you know, I'm there shampooing, trying to talk to him. He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> 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 so, 
<laughs> but what, what a great influence, really, yeah. hearing that from a young, as a young girl, you know. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, I've got lots of stories about that place. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we won't talk about that. But, um, <laughs> no, so it was great to sort of meet him. But, you know, I didn't realise the influence at the time that she would have over me. I mean, all music has influenced me since the day I could walk and talk and hear and move and dance and sing. Yeah. Um, but she was one in particular because she was so different. Yes. And the, and the pattern for me is, okay, so you've got Chrissy Amphlett that stood out because back then in the 80s, and it still is a bit of a man's world as far as music goes, but she stood out like like nothing else amongst yes. all these guys and she's this little woman and she she just had so much guts and balls Mm-mm. um and she paved a way she did you know so um i mean i've read her book and stuff so um it's very interesting um, what she talks about and uh, the character when she put on the school uniform and how that came about. So, um, yeah, so she was inspiring in that way. But that's because I've always looked to, uh, I mean, Tina Turner is another one of my inspirations, Olivia Newton-John. Um, there's quite a few. But Chrissy stood out for me. I just thought, wow, she's something different. But then I, as time went on a bit, okay, here's Madonna. Madonna yes. was another big influence for me. Again, a powerful, strong woman that stood out doing her own thing. I don't care what you think. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Um, took control of her own business, um, you know, and and was awesome. Now, the person that's, that I look at at the moment that I'm in, in awe of is Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. She is amazing, so talented, and uh, just how she's so different. I mean, I I, I actually put something on Facebook tonight. uh, She's doing a song with Metallica. Oh, wow. And, I mean, she goes from singing duets with Tony Bennett to singing with Metallica. She's extremely talented, and and she's been knocked down so many times. Yep, and that's that's what inspires me about these women is the way they get up and they just keep going. Yeah. So how long has uh, your show been running for? Uh, probably coming up to six years now. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so uh, as a young girl, when did you start singing? Or The minute I could open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I and love that. Anybody that knows me, though, that it doesn't, it's not just singing, it, it's talking as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so since as far back as I can remember, I would put on constantly, I'd be on doing concerts for the neighbourhood. Oh, I love that. they were dancing or singing, um, you know, or miming to, to songs and doing the show. I would dress myself up in outfits and crepe paper and make streamers on me and different things and I Take love that. The Cupid doll off the cane, you know, the cane used to get it used to show with a little Cupid doll on it. Yeah, 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 Take yeah. The yeah. Cupid doll off and I'd have a hat and that cane swinging it around. And I, anywhere I could perform, I was doing that. I love that. And that's at fantastic. At school, my parents in primary school 
um, the principal called my parents up, not because I was in trouble, yeah. but because I was never in class, because I was always <laughs> organising performances. Oh, wow. And I was doing the choreography or I would sit and play the piano or yep. I would, um, you know, do all the outfits, the makeup. I would do everything. That was in primary school. Yeah. I backed off a little bit in high school because, you know, you had to get a bit more conscious of yourself and wanting to fit yeah, in. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. still all about uh, music and drama and art and um, trying to get into school plays and, you know, doing things like that in high school. Yeah, yeah. And I was, um, when I was 15, because I did piano from age five. Oh, nice. And when I was uh, about 12, which was in the 70s sometime, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, all the organs were coming in. So mum and dad got me this beautiful Yamaha organ, you know, the foot pedals and two keyboards on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started playing the organ and I did a guest appearance with three songs at uh, the Young Organist uh, Liberace Yamaha Music Association in Parramatta in the town hall. My, oh, really? My father, <laughs> my father had to get a trailer, put my organ on it, <laughs> take oh it down God. to the town hall the night before. <clears throat> he was cursing me. Why can't nah. you just play one that's there? No, Dad, I need mine because it's got all the different registration and sound. That's right. I need mine. So he he took it down there and, um, yeah, I was part of that. But I started doing – I was doing lessons for children after school. So five days a week after school – Children were coming to my home. Their parents were bringing them for an hour lesson. I got $5 for an hour and wow, I was teaching cool. them. Uh, piano or dance or singing? I was teaching, was or an organ. Was an, yeah, or, yeah, I was or, teaching them how to read music basically. Yeah, right. How to play wow. the organ. That's um, fantastic. Yeah. So, But I would have to say when I think about it, my very first gigs were these young children, because adults were a bit turned off as a 15-year-old teaching them how to read music and play. So it was mostly, you know, young children. These um, parents of these children were hiring me out on a Friday and Saturday night for their dinner parties. Oh, how cool is that, So my father would drive me to their homes and they would hire me for $5 an hour. Wow. I wasn't singing. I was yeah. I was taking requests, <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting and playing music for them while they had you know cigars and um, brandy or sherry or whatever they're drinking, port or something mm-hmm. at their dinner parties. Well, that's fantastic. I never knew that about you, Leslie. No, that's that's, um, that's fantastic. That really is fantastic. Yeah. So, did you continue on? Because I know you're you were a hair or you are a hairdresser. You know, once a hairdresser, always a hairdresser. Yeah. Um, so why did you go into that particularly and did you continue doing music the whole time you were working a normal job? I um, always wanted to do lots of things with music and I was writing my own music when I was young as well. Cool. Um, and I, even though I could read music and play, I could also pick it up by ear and write it down on theory paper. Nice. 
Um, but I was also writing my my own music at the time. Unfortunately, it wasn't encouraged. Yes, okay. Um, I suppose that's just sign of the times back then and, you know, you're, you're the woman, you know, you'll get married Homemaker. and have children and exactly, you don't yeah. put yourself on display because all I, I at 12 I wanted to do ballroom dancing. Oh, you I wanted never got to, to do it. Yeah, I wanted to. Well, I never got to do it. Oh, <laughs> I, that's sad. Yeah, I wanted, and I know I would have been good at it too. <laughs> I, I think you would have been too. And uh, you know, I wanted to do that. I wanted to do TV commercials. I wanted to do singing lessons. I wanted to do acting lessons. I wanted to do anything and everything that was to do with, with performing, with performing, anything musical. I wanted to learn the drums. I wanted to learn the saxophone. I. You know, um, Dad went and bought some guitar, a classical guitar with a wide bridge nylon strings that I couldn't get my hands around. Yeah. Um, eventually I I got a guitar, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe 30-odd years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, 35 years ago, and taught myself. Mm-hmm. But um, going back probably 25 years ago, I bought a another one and I went and got a few lessons Nice. And she made me read the music. <laughs> I just wanted to do the um, the chords so I could sing. And, of course, because it was about the singing for me, I would yeah. quite usually um, rearrange the chords so they were all the easy ones. <laughs> but you know what? i tell you what, that's what I do. If I go, oh, I can't do like a... B flat or E flat or whatever. Yeah. I go, oh, how can I change that so it's easier? <laughs> yes, because it's and, yeah, yeah. And if it's easy for you to play and to sing, well, why not change the key? You know what I mean? Well, like, it is. And and you know, while you while you're singing and putting emotion into a song, it's hard enough to even strum, let alone, um, you know. I mean, I'm sure if you do it enough. I mean, sometimes I think oh, I wish I had a really, you know, nailed down on that because now I probably you know, quite good at it, but I haven't picked my guitar up in probably five or six years. Oh, haven't you? No. Yeah, um, partly because I like having my nails. Yeah, um, I find that too. Yeah, <laughs> but also from hairdressing, I have problems with my, my shoulder and my arm and after right. I've played like three songs, it's like, oh, my God, I can't do any more. The pain's too hard. Yeah. But I, I quite often will sit at my keyboard and uh, – play and sing um beautiful yeah but i i don't i bought my keyboard once to jam mm-hmm. and um did a couple of songs but that's not me i want to be out the front i want to be performing and yeah singing. center stage center stage yeah. in that spotlight and sometimes people say to me oh you're such a show off you're just a big show pony you know well yeah great you think that then well, you know what? I think people who who try and bring you down like that is they're jealous because they can't do it, and you're succeeding at it. Well, and sometimes people just don't like. Yeah, I don't like that. I obviously I don't let those things bother me. I wouldn't no. keep doing it. But but you know what I love is seeing people smile, and if they can forget about you know the electricity bill or the mortgage or. Um, gosh, I've lost my job, I need to find another job. If I can make them feel a bit happy with what's going on in their lives for a couple of hours just to get away from their life for a couple of hours, 
that's what I love about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's nothing better for people than to be able to sing along and to just let their hair down. And I know that you're very good at encouraging that. Yeah, well, it's just, um, it's just, I think it's mental therapy. I mean, it, it helps me, um, yeah. you know, immensely um, to be able to escape and just be up there doing that. And, you know, it's, and, and to be part of a band too, you know, it's, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a great thing. But, you know, people sometimes say to me, oh my goodness, how do you walk down and mingle while you're singing with all those people in that you don't know in the audience and, you know, and, but I think getting back to my hairdressing, I mean, I did that for, I don't know, 27, 28 years. Mm-hmm. I think it's just something that comes naturally to me. I mean, I was obviously not as confident as what I am now, but through all my years of hairdressing, you, you have to be confident. You gain confidence because that's, that's right. you're working with so many people in the public and you have to have those communication skills. You have to be able to interact. And I think I just naturally want, to, want them, everybody to be a part of what I'm doing. I don't want them and us. I want everybody to be a part of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fantastic. So do you do uh, – so you've got the your – show the boys in town show yeah uh do you do another show besides that or is your your focus on that show no my focus is on that um you know i i am asked quite a bit of you you got a duo you got a duo you know when are you going to get a duo (laughs) but it's you know it's not as easy as just going oh yeah bang bang it's you got to find someone you got to get a pa you got to make sure, you know, you've got those songs rehearsed well enough and... Um, that's, oh, that's 100% correct. You know, it's 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 yeah. another thing altogether. And I yes. I manage this, like, my band. Right, so I'm good. the one calling the venues. I'm the one emailing venues. I'm, and I mean, you'd know what that's all about. I do, and it's, and, and I'm it's the hard one, work. It is, ch- constantly chasing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, and I work a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I don't want to turn it into something that I don't enjoy doing. No, that's right. Well, that was my next question. Because you're doing so much of the running around and then performing and, and then more running around, uh, chasing gigs, et cetera, et cetera, does it, do you feel like it takes a toll on you sometimes? Not usually, but on the odd occasion where you might do a Friday, Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. That especially Takes when you've you the the Saturday gigs up the coast. Mm-hmm. So you've done a Friday night gig and the next day you're up and you're then you're up the coast and then you're driving home, getting home about 2 o'clock in the morning and then you've got to be at another gig on the Sunday and you've got yeah. to be there by about 11, 11.30 in the morning to start setting up. Yeah. That can, um, that you know, I always take, you know, a flex day off after something like that because I need it because physically, you know, I'm not young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my, mind, I... <laughs> my mind and my voice are okay but... My body's saying, um, uh, slow up a bit, love. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a bit creaky. I'm not really jumping out of bed. Yeah. You know, you got... do you, 
<laughs> Do you think, Leslie, if you had the support when you were younger that you would have made uh, performing and music your main thing, your 100%. only thing? Yeah. 100%. And do you believe that it's, well, it's it's conditional, conditioning from parents and, and other mm-hmm. people around you, but do you think that being a woman also, uh, you know, and a Koori woman as well, uh, that it that it wasn't promoted, it, well, you weren't, you know, given enough and supported enough? No, I was... I was constantly pushed into sport. I was I was a state swimmer without even going to swimming training. I was a naturally gifted swimmer. Excellent, yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I was pushed into sports. I ha- I'm well, I'm not a sport person. I mean, I go to the gym. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like action movies, but that's about it. Get all it gets for me for sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, maybe if the music was encouraged, and I'm not putting your mum or dad down or your family. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it's um, I've found that for a lot of women, as you said earlier, where, you know, back in those days, we're expected, yeah, leave school, get yeah. married, have kids, do a job, do a nine to fiver, and don't really explore your dreams. Well, absolutely. Mm. Um, my, I mean, my brother was always encouraged to do things, but you know, I was always like, I want to do, I want to do TV commercials. I want to go to dancing. I want to go to singing. I, I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. I know the feels. Yeah. Um, and cause I was also artistic, mm-hmm. um, and one of my paintings won a prize at the Easter show in the junior competition. Oh, the, congratulations the school, on that. The school actually put it in. Yeah, I got 40 bucks. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Um, yeah, I, I was very good at art and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I got some art lessons but, yeah, still nothing was ever encouraged. And when I actually, I'll never forget one day I went to a uh, an expo in high school which mm-hmm. was in the late 70s and um, went up to the uh, – what do you call them, the uh, sign writers and, uh, you know, because we didn't have computers back then with graphics and stuff on it, you know, sign writing or whatever you call they called it back then and Mm -hmm. said, I'm really interested in it. And they said to me, well, you're a woman. This is a job for a man. Yeah, wow, eh? Yeah. Because back in those days, yeah, sure, they climbed ladders, they did shop fronts, windows, um, all that sort of stuff. But I was really good at doing all that sort of stuff. But just Um, not given the chance. No, no. And And then I I thought I'd like to be a policewoman and my Mm -hmm. father had his police sergeant friend talk me out of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I'm going to be a hairdresser because hairdressing is extremely artistic Yes. It's almost like creating a work of art because every head of hair is individual, like a fingerprint to that person. Mm-hmm. So your hairdresser is only as good as their artistic ability. Well, um, that's, that's a fair point. I never thought can, of it that what way. What they can create for you yeah, and, yeah. and, of course, your own natural ability on what, what you do in the morning with your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these things that come in. And so... 
So yeah, hairdressing's extremely creative because I also mm-hmm. did makeup and stuff like that as well. I also did a course many years ago in the city that was um, makeup for television, special effects, oh, photography, cool. um, and like you know. And I actually had a job lined up in a television studio for hair and makeup. Yeah, but I ended up. Uh, knocking it back because it was going to interfere with my social life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> which, which is, you know, when you're young, it's important, you know. That you, it is, yeah. You know, you go out with your friends and I thought, oh, no, I don't want to do that because it was all over the place the hours you were working. But sometimes I think, oh, gosh, how silly was I? Yeah, look, if only we... got the doors to lots of different things. But... Absolutely. If only we had hindsight, eh? Yeah, I mean, I've hosted live band karaoke. Oh, have you? I did not know that. Yeah, I did that for a little while. And yeah. uh, I, I've also sung in a duo. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for a little while. And, yeah, I've been, I, you know, I've auditioned for different bands and um, I've... Uh, I've I've had a few few different people that things haven't worked out with when trying to create a duo or something like that. Yeah. But I eventually thought, no, I'm taking control of this and I'm creating something and that's what I did with Boys in Town. Oh, good on you. Good on you. And so what genre would you say is your favourite? Oh, that's hard. But I'd have to say... I really love, um, obviously, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I like probably, um, you know, a lot of those bands with all the hair in the outfits. <laughs> oh, well, the, hair, the 80s hair bands. <laughs> I yeah. love all of that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. they're just so outrageous, some of them, aren't they? They are. They're just and visually to watch because I suppose – when those bands came out in the 80s, yeah. you know, we had the the, the birth of MTV. and, and uh, That's correct. I mean, yes. I know we had Countdown, but um, Countdown didn't deliver like what MTV, like by the time we got MTV, these videos had really taken off. Yes, yes, yes. And had become these productions and you had all these guys in these outfits with all this hair and I love hair. Yes. All this hair and stuff and it was like, oh, my God, look at this. Yeah. And it was exciting. Yeah. So you like the 80s glam rock. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, Do you play anything else? Like do you play or sing other genres? Like, um, and I know this is out there, maybe a little bit of country. Yeah, I've done a little Ron Stamp before. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. well, Janis Joplin isn't really country, oh, but no, she's not. She's uh, she's fantastic, is what she was. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> class of her own. Olivia Newton-John's yeah. one of my influences. Nice. Um, yeah, I've done Linda Ronstadt, um, Shania Twain. Yeah, um, I'm not a huge country fan, but mm-hmm. there's you know a few songs here and there that I that I don't mind. But but you would see the the broadness of what I do, at, you know, at jam nights. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, so um, I like to try different things. Uh, I like to push myself. Yes. Um, but I have, you know, 
I like anything from Tom Jones, John Denver, Johnny Cash. Nice, um, nice. To the Beatles, to the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, all those 80s hair bands. Um, I love In Excess. Yep. Um, yep. A lot of Australian, Australian stuff. And it's real good to have a wide range of interests too, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, most yeah, music. I, I think so. Yeah, I love all those bands like Foreigner, Air Supply. Oh, yeah, Air Supply. Yeah. yeah. I love Air Supply. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. So can you tell me a funny story from a gig you've been at that you've performed at? There's there's always a funny story or two. Oh, gosh, I'm just, I mean, there are a lot of funny moments. I'm just trying to think of one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose one that constantly um, I think about is um, we, were, <laughs> we were doing a gig and um, we were doing our Divinals set and this guy <laughs> was louder than the band, kept telling us to play Lovers in the Air. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was that was quite, but it was just constant. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we don't do lovers in the end. This is the final show. <laughs> Have you ever had uh, a member of the audience think that they can get up and sing as good as you? Um, uh, I mean, when I walk around the audience, a lot of them try to take the microphone off me. Yeah, but yeah, good luck getting it. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one, one, the first time we played Long Jetty was quite, oh, my God, where's the chicken wire? <laughs> it was, you know, uh, poor Damo, he's, 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 he felt like a rock star because he had bourbon all over his terrible. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, um, they were climbing on everything and, you know, we had to try and push them back because we didn't want Glenn's equipment getting drinks on it. Um, no. There was one time where I said, everybody just stop. I had to pull cords back in. Um, but there was this really tall guy and uh, he was trying to get my microphone and, of course, yeah. you're not getting that. Then I no. went off into the crowd mm-hmm. and when I came back, I went off singing. When I came back, he was standing in my spot. <laughs> <laughs> he was standing in my spot. There was no microphone there. It was just the, the, the microphone pole mm. and he was pretending to sing. Oh, wow. And that looked quite funny. But what wasn't funny was when he was back in the crowd, like so you've got Graham standing on my right-hand side and, of course, his mic stand is yeah. there and he's playing guitar. This guy, it happens so quick, quickly just sort of, swung it around the boom part around of the mic, grabbed the mic, and, of course, Graham instinctively stopped playing to try and get the mic back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just happened so quickly, and then this guy's jumping around with Graham's mic. Anyway, the bouncers got rid of him pretty quick. Oh, good. Oh, good. But, yeah, it was pretty wild. It was a yeah. pretty wild night that night. But, um, yeah, we didn't expect that. Was... But you know what? It's all great memories, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some, I mean, there's people that come up that are just, I don't know, then they, they just go, oh, can I get up and do a song? 
Oh, my goodness. And I go, no, it's not karaoke. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but I'm in a band. Well, that's great. You can sing with your band. Yeah. You know, we're, we're... where you know it's different if you know the person and you know they're they're yes professional yeah. singer but you know you don't know this person from a bar of soap I'm not gonna let him get up and sing we're, no. we're being paid as a professional band to uh to well play. that's right and it's and it's a little bit of a bad look isn't it really of course it is yeah and yeah. not only that but um my latest answer to, oh, you know, just give me a mic. Oh, I'm going to have a sing. I can do a song. I'm really good at it. And I'm just like, yeah, you might be. And that's fantastic. But I don't want COVID. Yes. I don't yeah. need to get sick. I have another gig. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and surprisingly, people kind of respect that a little bit yeah. other than, you know, because um, maybe they've had it. But. Would I say I'm really scared of getting COVID? No, not really. But um, I think it's a little bit of bad manners, really. Well, it is, but, yeah. And, I mean, you know, if you know somebody that's a singer and you know they can sing, that's a different Oh, that's different. Yeah, absolutely that's different, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just talking about somebody that's just a random person that you don't know that wants to get up and sing. (laughs) It's like, no. Have their five minutes of fame. Yeah, no, you can't do that. I mean, I learnt too when I was hosting the live band karaoke and Mm. that's not an easy job, organising people that are drunk um, and demanding to do this and that and... You know that's that's quite quite a difficult um, thing to do, but yeah. um, you know because it's a live band, I would say to people, you've got about two hundred and fifty songs on the song list. Mm-hmm. That's the songs the band knows. Yep. Okay. So they come back to me and say, "Oh, I want to do blah blah blah." Well, that's not on the song list. Yeah. And they go, "But why not?" I go, "They're not a karaoke machine." Yeah. They're real people playing real instruments. Yeah. And I'd say to them, you can learn, you can speak to the band in the break. They can learn that song for you perhaps if they say yes and then when you come back another time, they might be able to uh, play that for you. But people would come up and go, oh, yeah, I'm a really good singer. I've won competitions and blah, blah. Okay, that's great. We want people like you. What do you want to do? I'll do April Sun in Cuba or whatever they're doing. They yeah. get up. Oh, where's the TV monitor? <laughs> exactly, yeah. No TV monitor. This is live band. I could never understand why people didn't get that concept. Yeah. And I think too what I've found is, um, and you see it at jam night as well, because that's a live band. You know, Graham and, and yep. Glenn and the guys do a fan- fabulous job. Yep. But what a lot of singers don't realise if they've never sang, sung with a band before is that a band is not, they're live people, they're not actually um, the, rec- the record or the recorded. <laughs> so they're looking for certain cues and if they don't get the cues, they are quite lost. Yeah, you have to learn your timing and you have to learn um, Absolutely, yes, yes. And people don't realise that. They think it's easy and it's actually really not. That's really hard and especially, you know, as a band on stage, what we hear is, is a little bit different to what you're hearing out front of house. Yeah, right, yes. So there's a lot of noise going on on that stage. 
Yes, yeah. And sometimes I can hear something, sometimes I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm listening to all the musicians. Yes. And, um, yeah, there's a lot going on for you being the one up here trying to, um, you know, be the show. Yeah, um, absolutely, and, absolutely. Um, you know, with your lyrics and all that sort of stuff. And, um, I mean, I can't remember lyrics like I used to. I mean, I like to have my iPad down low just to get a couple of words. Yeah, yeah. Um, to kick off, <laughs> to kick yeah. me off again because uh, I'm scared of getting that. Um, I, I do it all the time now when I'm talking. Oh, what is that? I can't remember. Yeah, but look, um, how lucky are we now that we have the little iPads that you can do that? Oh, 100%. You know, uh, and it keeps us performing longer and, and you don't forget words and mess yep. things up, which which you really don't want to do anyway. But No, you um, don't want to do and you've got a lot going on. But uh, yeah. I remember as a young girl my father always saying to me, if you could learn your times tables like you learn those song lyrics, you'd be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Well, it's a matter between love and that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dear. So who is the best live band you've ever seen? Oh, gosh. Um, I love Dirty. Are you talking about cover bands? Oh, any, no, any band or any big Australian band, you know, like maybe Daryl Braithwaite or... Um, oh, it didn't have to be John Stevens. John Stevens, yeah. Yeah, John Stevens is fantastic. The Radiators. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to remember. Is there, is there one that's stuck out? Have you ever seen Bon Jovi live? Oh, of course. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I, I should know better than to ask that question, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, yeah, I waited until he did the entertainment centre, obviously, before I was pulled down um, yeah. because it's a smaller venue. Mm. And I, try, I, I wanted to take my tambourine in so he'd notice me. <laughs> Oh, wow. But they, they said they wanted to take it off me. Oh, did they? Yeah, I said, no, you're not taking it. And oh. I said, I promise I won't get it out and shake it around. <laughs> <laughs> you close enough. If, he, if I had my tambourine and I was shaking it, he would have noticed me. He would have heard that tambourine. He would have too, I reckon. Yeah. But did you have a good seat? Yes. Yeah, I'm oh. sure. How, how could you not, eh? Yeah, I cried when he came out. I was so emotional. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. I, so if you could you could sit down and have a, a cuppa with him, how do you think that would go? Oh, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what I meant was <laughs> do you think that you'd sing together, you know, talk about music? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a very interesting person. I yeah, think what, he's great. What a lot of people don't realise is the bands that they go and see or the duos they go and see or soloists or whomever they go and see, they don't realise that we're normal people with a normal life as well. They just see, for them it's like an icony thing. Yeah. They see, see, oh, wow, they don't see practicing all the time they don't see lugging in and lugging out and 
packing up and all of this kind of thing and, and the effort and especially the effort that you put into your shows uh, and I think people just tend to forget that a little bit and, you know, being a woman doing this as well, I think, you know, you need extra uh, compliments and extra strength you know, yeah. and isn't it good when members of the audience come up and go, oh, I loved your singing, I loved doing this, you know, I loved watching you. I think it's very powerful when other women compliment other women. I think that yes. shows a strong person and that um, I think that's the best thing in the world um, is other women complimenting other women. You know what I do too. I do too because we need to lift each other up and yeah, you know. I, th- I think it's wonderful. But but I'm always very appreciative of any positive comments. Um, you know, it's it's very humbling and um, it's very nice to get that feedback. I don't expect it, but I'm I'm happy as long as I felt I've given my best and I've I've done the best I can do to make everyone in have a good day and enjoy what they came for to, um, you know, I actually remember doing New Year's Eve last year mm-hmm. and I don't normally get nervous or think about it or it doesn't bother me, you know, getting up and performing in front of people and I don't care if it's two people or a thousand people or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I remember last New Year's Eve we were at uh, Voca Beach Hotel and I'd I'd got T-shirts and caps to give out as well. Nice. And uh, to make it a little bit more special. <clears throat> and, you know, we were there. We had a good night. They gave us dinner. It was a beautiful place. But all of a sudden, I don't know why I got into my head, I started thinking, oh, my God, it's all in my hands. All these people... I started freaking myself out thinking, if I don't do a good job, it's all up to me to give these people a great night for New Year's Eve. Yeah, right. And Sorry. I started getting into my head about it and I started yeah. almost freaking myself out about it. But I was able to turn that around and get back out of my head and thought, you know, stop being so silly you're just doing what you do every other time exactly truly no different and it was a great night but I think just the fact that it was New Year's Eve and there were so many people there and um I it was all up to me to give these people a great night I mean not just me obviously the band are there playing as well but I'm the one with the microphone out front um you know trying to make sure that they're all included that you know, I'm saying and doing the right things and um, they're enjoying what we're doing. And Yes, yeah. yeah. But, and yeah. I'm sure that they did enjoy it and I'm sure it was a huge success. Yeah, no, it was. It was, it was a really good night. But, yeah, just I've never done that before, got into my head like that and almost talked myself out of it. Yeah, I've, I wouldn't have expected um, mm. that that would happen to you. Well, it does. I mean, sure, I mean, I exude confidence and that sort of thing, but there are times where I'm not confident. Yeah. Not so much in doing that but in other other things, you know. Yeah. So, Leslie, now where can people uh, get in contact with you for your show or to book you or to come and see you? How can they 
how can they find you? Where would so that be? We have a Facebook page mm-hmm. and it's called Boys in Town, Rock Divas and Divine Show. Awesome. And uh, if they message, they will get you directly answering any query that they had? Absolutely. That's fantastic. So what's next for the for Boys in Town, Rock Divas and Divinal Show. Divinal Show. <laughs> it's a big mouthful. Yeah, well, it is, but it's Boys in Town is the name of the band, which is after okay. the Divinal right. Show. So we yes. we all call it BIT. We shorten it to BIT. Okay. And, um, you know, and then, of course, explaining what we do, which is Rock Divas and Divinal Show. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's not really thrown in there is the mix. We also do the pub rock, yeah, as well. So it's three sets. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, depending on the venue, we also vary that to what they want. We have done just an hour's divinal show when we've been at uh, like a, a festival thing or something with some other bands and that sort of thing where we've just done the divinals. Yeah, yeah. We, we have done that a couple of times. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, we are next playing at the Coolabar Hotel in Marylands on the 30th of September. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of gigs up the coast. I think we're out at Tate's again on the um, 29th of October, Tate's Hotel in Windsor. Yep. So, yeah, we've got a few things coming up. Oh, that's fantastic, you know, and I hope that you continue to keep this band going for a long time yet. Well, because I do you've... too. I think I think the 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 thing is not to, uh, you know, it's it's not my, it doesn't support my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we all wish it did, eh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's why I go to work to uh, <laughs> to support being a musician. <laughs> anyway, Leslie, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you this evening. You're a great lady and, um, you know, I, I look forward to seeing what you're going to be doing next because you always surprise and, you know, you're a show worth watching. Thank you so much, um, Crystal. It's very kind and thank you so much for asking me to have a chat with you tonight. Um, it's been fun and something I've not done before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been great. So thank oh, you. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. My pleasure indeed. All right, well, Leslie, we'll leave it there for this evening. Once again, thank you so much. And Thanks, we'll catch up with you another time. Thanks, Good night. Crystal. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was the fabulous Leslie Mengare from the Boys in Town Rock Divas and Divinal Show. You have been listening to Conversations with Crystal. I'm your hostess, Crystal. And until next week, when we have another fabulous guest, please remember to stay safe, stay happy, stay cool, stay awesome. And most of all, please stay tuned to this channel. Good night.